Welcome to the family with Andy Bram Bernard. And Alex is going to be here, but she's not here yet. Someone just opened oh, the door. There she is, I bet. Here she comes. Yep. Catherine's not going to be here today. We're on we start at 1130. 1130. Do you want to sit down and get involved? Or you want to go to break? Your watch is broken? Eight minutes to get <laughs> yeah, here. Way to go. A slow yes. walk. Eight minutes, Alex. A very slow walk. Sorry, yeah. Looked at huh. This car thing must be... His car clock is wrong. All right. I'm well, here. let me do this again, then. I'm here. Welcome to the family with... Alex Brampernard Rasmussen. And Annie Brampernard. Catherine will not be here today because she's got some stuff to take care of. We'll be back because Ralph's not here He's gone for a couple of weeks. He's back next week. Maybe. We'll be back with the family. <laughs> Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walls Road Motor Group, Walls.com, and Doug Sprinthal. Nissan news. This is exciting, and I'm glad Andy's here. We just got our first shipments at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan of the all-new 2021 Nissan Rogue. Dude, you need to trade. This is a brand-new vehicle. It's got bird's-eye parking, so when you're backing up, you hit the screen, and it's like a spy satellite above oh. the vehicle, It is, and it's got ProPilot. It is cool. Trade your car in. Well, Melissa said she did like this one better than the last one, so maybe she'll like the next one better than this one. All right. Be like Andy and Melissa and check out the Nissan Rogue. It's been a dream of mine to be like Andy ever since he was born. <laughs> so, yeah, check out these vehicles at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville and in Coon Rapids, House of J-Lo and the House of Dan Resch. Tell them Andy sent you. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so Alex and Andy, uh, the governor's going to announce later on today that he's going to extend the shutdown until after Christmas. I'm sure he is. Oh, really? I haven't heard that. Uh, yeah, Perwell Yevnit hasn't announced it yet. <clears throat> Apparently he's going to announce it today. It's not going to work, I will tell him. You may as well not do it, Governor, because people are not going to stay away from their families at Christmas time. No, the, even people who are still really worried about this are they're getting less and less compliant every day. Yeah, they are. Because people can only comply with, you know, stay at home and sit in the dark and cry for eight months for so long. 
what was it, like 550 school kids have killed themselves since they shut down the schools? And it turns out they did that for no reason. They oh, knew months are, ago. No, schools are, it's ridiculous. They knew months ago that it would do no good to shut down the schools, and yet they did it anyway. Yeah. I, I don't the understand. schools actually aren't shut down. Balls didn't shut down schools. Well, their kids aren't going. Yeah, but that's the school district. No, it's the union, actually. It's the, it's the teachers. Well, yeah, well it, it depends. The yeah, but Walls union. didn't shut down any any of the schools. No, but, I mean, the federal government sure did uh, lay out the info. Because we were told by that Dr. Atlas months and months and months ago, he said, you can open all the schools. The kids can all go to school. This is ridiculous keeping the kids at home. And turned out he was 100% right. Isn't that amazing? That... Uh, Boy, when you give politicians control over the people, they sure do take advantage of it, yes, don't they? they? Do. It doesn't really seem. Again, Walls didn't close the schools, so he is not to blame for no. any school anything. I mean, he oh, closed no. them at the beginning last year, but that's still when it was like, yeah, eh, I don't know. But he's leaving. Schools are open on his accord. It's the, yeah, the teachers and the um, school district, like Bloomington, the school district decided to shut down because mm. they had to quarantine two buses of kids. Yeah. And the problem with the schools is it's not the children getting sick that's the issue. Mm. It's the regulations by the CDC that everybody has to follow if somebody even has a symptom. Like me right now. I'm stuffed up a little bit and I had a kind of sore throat for two days. I would have had to, like if I worked in a school, I would have had to quarantine for two weeks and every single student that was in my classroom, would have had to quarantine for two weeks. Right. And then there's also, like, there's a shortage of substitutes, and everybody's needing substitutes all of the time, and half time they're in online, and half time they're in school, and so the teachers are doing double the work and all this stuff, and so it's, like, kind of a mess. And I think for the teachers it's just easier if they're all online rather than doing some online and some in person. So it's not about the kids getting the virus, why people are shutting down. It's because it's just too difficult to operate based on following the CDC's recommendations and doing everything that they're supposed to do. So it was the government that shut the schools down because of CDC regulations. Well, yeah, but it's not. It wasn't a politician that shut it down. It's just like... Well, no, no. no, no. I, just, I think I'd say the head of the CDC is a politician true. above anything else. But it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't Walls. Not that I'm saying that he's right. like the greatest, but he didn't have anything to do with the schools <clears throat> shutting down. It was all like because I know a handful of teachers, and they're like, it's horrible. It's a terrible idea. It always has been a terrible idea, and there was no reason to ever do it. Oh no, doing online, they don't care about. It's like dealing with COVID and being a teacher is horrible. Because if any kid has any symptoms, they have to quarantine for two weeks, and everybody in their entire family needs to get tested, and it takes up to five days to even get your results back, and you can wait two days to even get an appointment, so it's a week later, and then you find out that you actually didn't have it, and then everybody's quarantined for a week for no reason, and so it's just like, it's just too difficult to maintain. Well, if it doesn't harm them, why don't they just let kids get it? Because they can still spread it to people that it could kill. Tough up. Oh, my God. It's the way the ball bounces is all I got to say. Now, I I just, once again, if I could, for one moment in my life, trust the federal government or the state government or the city government, any of them, if I could trust any of them, it would make my life a lot easier. But you just can't do it. Now they've got the mayor of Minneapolis 
Joel Gray, or I can never remember his name. Jacob Fry. Fry. That's his name. I was going to say, isn't it Fry? Joel Gray, Joel Jacob Fry. Gray. Joel Gray. It's close, <laughs> I'm sure. Well, it is, you Gray know. and Fry are both words. It's true, but uh, he, he and the uh, police chief are coming forward saying the idea of defunding the police is ridiculous. It's untenable, and we will not be doing that. I couldn't agree with him more. And well, I, yeah, defunding, I, like I said, I spoke to somebody that's like a defund the police person, and I messaged her, and I was like, "What? what's the plan here? And she yeah. was like, well, we need more mental health like support for mental health issues because a lot I of agree with that. a lot of people that commit crimes are mentally ill and there needs to be That's not necessarily true. There's a percentage of them, but most of them are just pains in the ass I, thugs. Yeah. And then there needs to be trained people that deal with conflict resolution and all this stuff and there should be um like government funded areas that are specialized in dealing with like uh you know, gang member that's whatever, or like a bank robber, or a this or a that. And they're right. like, and she posted this thing that it was like, yeah, if we focus on mental health and supporting our community, there will be no need for people to rob banks or murder oh people. God. Is she insane? No, and I messaged her and I was like, listen, there is always, always, always going to be mm-hmm. Joe Johnson somewhere on meth thinking that God spoke to him, that he needs to go shoot 35 people. Yeah. And, you know, Anna Marie from supportyourpeoplenow.com showing up being like, oh, I can help you, yeah. Joe. You Let's just, have to just be talk about it. Stop it's going to work. Methed out. Yeah. Like, it's not going to happen. Like, sometimes... Or it's like, why do millionaire celebrities, you know, kill people or steal yeah. things? Yep. It's like, yeah, they clearly just, don't need I any mean, of this, but they're doing it anyway. Obviously, there needs to be a focus on mental health. Obviously. I agree. And Reagan's the one that screwed that up. For He's the one that shut yeah, them all down. For sure, that, yeah, that should a be mistake. a big focus a mistake. always, definitely. That would help crime and just the world in general. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I continued to talk to her about this and... I was like, okay, so taking money from the police, like, what about, like, sex trafficking? Yeah, local, what about that? Local, yeah, exactly. Like, there's, there are large foundations that focus on se- sex trafficking, but they need local police offices yes. to support them. And if they don't have local police offices, they can't do anything. And she was like, well, it's not, like, we're not going to completely get rid of the police. And I was like, okay. But defunding them means they have no money and can't operate. And she's like, we don't want to take all of their money away. Mm, and I was like, yeah. but defund means defund. The right. word means what it means. And she's like, well, it's more about taking some money away from the police and then reallocating it to different things that can support our community. And I'm like, well, then don't say defund the police if you don't mean defund the police. And like abolish the police. Abolish means abolish and defund means defund. Like if they spoke about it in that way, like I think more people would kind of understand rather than just like get rid of them because that's not practical and it wouldn't work. Yeah, I'd like to know why it is that 200 million people in this country don't pay any taxes and only 70 million of those are are under the age of 18. There are 130 million people in America that pay no taxes whatsoever. Now, if you make under a certain amount, let's say 50,000 a year, 
that that's a pretty good figure, isn't it? You can live on you can live on fifty thousand a year, can't you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Four Easy. grand a month. Easy. Okay. So if you make less than fifty grand a year, you don't have to pay any taxes. But if you make over fifty, no write offs, no anything, pay up. You need to start contributing and paying for all the stuff that you use, and just because you have all these write offs and all that, uh, you know, I suppose it's just you can't allow. Fifty percent of the adult population to not pay any taxes. Yeah, it's just a bad idea. And I'm not saying that I don't. Have, I shouldn't pay the, all the taxes I do. I'll pay my taxes. I just need you to do it too, so we don't have to defund anything. You know. Yeah. I just well, I really mean, wish they would spend a little time in a neighborhood where there's crime, and then you get back to me and tell me how you want to defund the police. I know ten people. I grew up with or went to school with 10 people who ended up murdering someone. Yeah. Do you think that's because I grew up in North Minneapolis or is it because I just had a lucky break with where yeah. I went to school? Well, that's the thing. Like all the people on my Instagram that are like defund the police, abolish the police, whatever. I don't see it as much as I did, you know, it's a ridiculous after George idea. Floyd <clears throat> died. But um, I, it still happens sometimes. And yet everybody that posts it is always like, a white woman that grew up in the suburbs mm-hmm. well, that true. still lives in the suburbs or like a really nice part of the city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they got like, pulled over once and now they want to kill like all cops. It's like you've never even no been idea. around nope. where mo- these things happen <laughs> other don't... than like, oh, I went to the donut shop nearby. Like that's not. <laughs> that's true. You don't understand. And you hear so many stories about people. It's like, oh. You know, more, North Minneapolis needs our help. They need our money. They blah 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 blah. And it's like, okay, I don't know how many times I've heard of people trying to give their time and resources to North Minneapolis, and they're like, nah. No, I'm telling you flat out. Since I was a little boy, I've been hearing how they're going to bring North Minneapolis back into the fold. It's going to be great. It's been almost seventy years now. Yeah. Get off your ass and do it. Well, step one is cleaning up the gangs, but no one's going to do that. So We warned him on the KQ Morning Show 30 years ago, you better do something about the gangs. And both the mayor, Don Frazier, and the police chief, Tony Boza, said, Bernard's wrong. There, there are no gangs in Minnesota. You what could drop is... a trillion dollars in cash onto North Minneapolis, but if you don't get rid of the gangs yeah, first, they're just going to take it all and kill everyone who tries to get do, it. It's not going to do anything. What is the drug situation in North Minneapolis? Not good. Is no. it like, what's, what's the... A lot of heroin, fentanyl, that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, Brad Blanks wanted to see where I grew up. He came to town last year, and he said, I want to go through your old neighborhood, Tom. I want to go see where you grew up. You don't sound nearly as enthusiastic as you should if you're talking in Brad Blanks' voice. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Tom, I want to go, Tom. Yeah, that's true. You're absolutely right. We made it about three blocks, and he goes, Tom. Let's get out of here. (laughs) I don't quite feel comfortable. Well, because we're stopped at a red light, and a guy walked up to the car. He goes, hey, man, what are you doing? I said, nothing much. How are you? And he goes, man, I just got to come over and see your car. That's a beautiful car, man. I said, okay, have a good day. All right. And he just walked away. Yeah. Now, if I had cowered, he probably might have tried to to pull something. Yeah. Probably gone, what do you want? Or, you know, something like that. Uh, and then we drove about another block, and we saw four people doing a drug deal between the tenements. That was really nice. It's a lot of drug deals. A lot of drug deals. And again, I either went to school with or grew up with 10 people who have killed someone. And I think the grand total is around, f- what, I think it's around 30 people total that they killed, the 10 of them killed. Because some of them only killed one person, but some of them killed like 
uh, one of them killed six people. Oh, my God. And you know why he killed all six people? Because he got pissed off at his neighbors in a fourplex and killed everybody in the building. Okay. Shot and killed all I mean, of them. That's fair is fair, Dan. Now, if you think <laughs> that you have the answer to crime in those neighborhoods, you're a moron because you have no idea well, what you're talking and about. And here's the thing about mental health stuff. I know someone, loosely, that has extremely bad anxiety. Is it me? It's just, no, this person is... Always thinking that there's things under her skin. Oh, there's, God. It's mm. like, yeah. It's a tough road to hoe right there. And she's got all the resources you could need. You know, she's got money, privilege, all the stuff that it's like, mm. this makes for a happy life. She's gone to a therapist. She's been on medication. She doesn't like the medication, so she doesn't take the medication because it makes oh, her too yeah, drowsy. You yeah, I can't do that. And it makes it too hard for her yep. to parent her children. So she doesn't take it. Oh, God. So no matter what government-funded whatever the hell, if a person doesn't want mental health help, they won't take it. That's 100% right. So people that are just, like, happy doing their fentanyl and, like, shooting people, they're not going to want it. And they're not going to, like, follow through and show up to therapy every week. Yep, and take not going to happen. And take their pills and be held accountable. It's just not how it works. It's not going to happen. I don't know. We're going to take a break. We have a special guest, Dr. Linda <clears throat> L. McIsaac, Ph.D. Ew. Doctor and doctor. That's all I know. Family members explained why they do what they do. This ought to be interesting <laughs> with three family members at the same table. We'll be right back after this. Tom Bernard with my buddy and CEO from North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, you work with many different types of businesses. Can you tell me about one of them? Absolutely. Real Fishing was started by a young entrepreneurial couple here in the Twin Cities. They offer guided fishing services during the open water season and ice house rentals in the winter. They came to us with a great idea for their business, but not a lot of experience in getting one off the ground. Now that they're up and running, they've told us how much they appreciate that we listen to their ideas for their business and help them work through all of the contingencies that could come. Knowing that we will be here to help them every step of the way with the capital they need. Yeah, they're not going to get that at just any bank. You need Bilski. Tommy, our whole team at all of the branches take pride in providing outstanding customer service and are ready to help our clients when they need us most. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. By now you've all heard me talk about MyPillow and how it's literally changed my life. My friend Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, fit me for my very own MyPillow, and I haven't stopped raving about them since. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape. Made in the USA. If you don't have a MyPillow or know someone who doesn't, now is the time. Because for a limited time, Mike is offering his premium MyPillows, yes, the one that started it all, for his lowest price ever. You can get a queen-size premium MyPillow for $29.98, regularly $69.98. That's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more, by the way. Folks, now is the time to buy. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, but they are the best Christmas gifts ever. $29.98 for a queen-size premium MyPillow. Buy now, and Mike will extend his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. 
Go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Square and use promo code TOM. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm really sorry that Catherine's not here today, because you would love this topic. Linda L. McIsaac, Ph.D., family members explained why they do what they do. Dr. McIsaac, I have to tell you up front that uh, I've been uh, kind of the host of the show here. Our son is on the show. Our daughter's on the show. My wife is usually here, but she got... A piece of equipment at our house is not uh, working properly, so she is going to be really upset that she missed you. But our daughter, Alex, and my son's name, our, our son's name is Andy, our daughter's name is Alex. They're both here. And Alex, our daughter, is very excited. She loves family dynamics. That's what she tells me. I sure do. I sure do. <laughs> well, it can all be explained in four easy steps. So take out a paper and pencil if you're nearby, Alex, and you have that, because it is fascinating based on how you think and process. It's that simple. It is pretty amazing when you look at the different... What I've really come to enjoy is looking at the way I grew up and the way my wife grew up, and then we Uh met and we got married, and then our family, how it all came together is really interesting because, well, the best way to explain it is this. I grew up in a very, very tough neighborhood, very poor. My wife grew up in the suburbs, not a wealthy family, but a suburban family. And Uh I fell in love with her immediately. We've been together 40 years. We've been married 36 years, have two wonderful kids. But what's interesting is my wife, Catherine, works very, very hard, take care of the family, make sure everybody's covered and everything's good. And then if anybody messes with the family, I threaten to kill them. So that's how it all goes. It works perfectly. (laughs) <laughs> well, uh, when you met, the two of you didn't know about my science of the mind system. No. But basically, what happened is that your minds process in the same way, and you were able to communicate in a way that built to tr- built trust. Mm-hmm. And trust is so important in our family relationships. And so what happens is we found that when people have different ways that their mind works, and how they go about their decision-making and how they keep it in their memories, that's when communications can break down. And communications is the number one key, whether it's in your family or whether it's your team at the office. Dr. McIsaac, is it a situation where when the holiday season comes, and at our house it, it, it changes a bit because we kick in in September with the birthdays, and then October the <laughs> birthdays and Halloween. November we got a couple of more birthdays and Thanksgiving. Uh, in December, obviously the Christmas season is upon us, and all the rest of it. So, well, now we got birthdays in December because of and, Melissa. Uh, <laughs> and Melissa's birthday is it the day after Christmas. Uh, she yeah. she's the twenty third. Oh, it's a, oh, twenty third. Two days before. Okay. Two days before. Well, her dad is oh, yeah. that week, and her brother is also that week. Really? So, yeah, three family members in that family. Same week, Christmas week. So crazy. So yeah. we're in a situation where where we just, 
Uh, we understand that it's very stressful for everybody this year. There's a lockdown order in Minnesota where everybody's, you were not supposed to have yep. anybody over for Thanksgiving, which for a family yep. like ours is devastating. Now, luckily, because we work together every day, it didn't mean us because we're <laughs> around each other every day anyway. Yes. So it didn't matter. We got lucky there. But uh, it's got to be, boy, people must be having some family problems right now, Dr. McIsaac. Yes, and uh, people have been calling in uh, to me because some people know me or they know the book to connect this out to talk about the family members. And basically it starts with answering that essential question that everyone needs to know how they communicate and why they do what they do. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to be who you are and the preferences that you have. And it, if we understand ourselves first, we can then look at other people with these four basic steps I want to share with you today and have a better understanding of others and why they do what they do, even if it's different than you. I love it. So we start with the four steps. We'll start wherever yeah. you w- wish to start, Dr. Okay. McIsaac. Okay. Um, basically, uh, let's start with how you think. And what we discovered, and we work with the military and prove this out. We work with CBS television. CBS television wanted to know about their, their viewers and why they watch different programs. Oh, yeah. But when we look at you and your mind right now and each of your family members, the first question that I have for you is, uh, and we label them actually weavers and drivers. And so the, one isn't better than another, okay, family members? <laughs> okay. <laughs> but but <laughs> this is uh, what uh, occurs with between these two is a breakdown of communications. Because uh, when we go out to work with businesses and families and workforce centers and prisons, uh, we find on this area is where the breakdown occurs. So, okay, let's answer this question. You, Each of you answer it yourself, okay? All right. So I'm a driver, and I really drive for results. But my mind goes step by step by step. And, you know, I don't like to be interrupted by the telephone. I just have to focus, and details are really important. And I'm, you know, really kind of neat and organized. And that's one kind of mind. And think about your family members right now and say, okay, who is kind of like that? But now... Let's look at the other one, my daughter, okay? My daughter, Megan, is a horse whisperer, and she's out in the facility right now training her horses and training her peeps, as she calls them. And (laughs) her mind mind can do three different things at once. I am not kidding you. She can be texting on the phone. She's taking cameras and talking to it, talking to clients, and talking to horses. And I swear she knows how to talk with horses. But she can do three things at once. Mm-hmm. And that's really interesting because think about how that applies in the work world or how you get along with people. Uh, time is, she doesn't like to have structured time. Um, she gets a lot of ideas by being able to think about three things at once. She can be very spontaneous. Um, at the end of the month here, she's going to jump in her truck and trailer and go with her coach to get more training and dressage. Um, and she can tolerate a lot of messy, except in her barn. <laughs> yeah. And so that weaver mind has a little more relaxed, okay? So I, the mom, I used to be a superintendent of schools when I came home. The joke was, 
you're super you're superintending the house, Mom. Why are you being so bossy? Right. Because I was so focused. I have a task list, and she has a task list, but it's in her head, and she has her own time frame for when she does it. And so we've looked at families' uh, brains, and we've said, okay, are they all similar? Are the children similar to mom and dad? Nope, not usually. There might be one child that might be similar to one of the parents, uh, but typically they will have some of these four things that are similar, okay? And you might relate more to your father, you might relate more to your mother, because they're a weaver or a driver, and these are, this is a really important to understand that minds work in different ways in how they take in this information, okay? So the second important thing I'd like to point out, and it has to do with how you make your decisions, okay? So now you're taking this information in your mind. What are you going to do with it? And we know that there are some people that live very much for the day, and they're very um, happy in routine kinds of work. If you disrupt their routine, they're, they're, they don't like it. Um, they love to work with uh, in their careers with body or hands, very tangible kinds of things, and they live very much in the present. And that's people that just kind of live for the day. They might even say, enjoy the day, okay? Because tomorrow I might not be here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But then there are other people that are very long-term oriented, meaning that they will think about the future. They might think about going to college. They might think, you know, what's going to happen after I get out of high school? Um, And they love to read. They love very much to read. Um... They will try for higher education, and they like change, okay? So uh, this was the second big area where there are differences. One isn't better than another, but okay. When you take the Weaver driver and the short-term, long-term, and you put these together, you can determine if you within your family how similar or dissimilar you are and how you relate to each other, okay? So if you're in the family and you're planning to uh, go over to Grandma's for the Thanksgiving because everybody's, you know, is not a, is, wears their mask or has been uh, associating with each other, and you're long-term and you're all ready to go and everything's organized, the food you're bringing, and the short-term people haven't even gotten dressed yet, okay? Because they... They may have a different time frame, and so that can be very frustrating for the long-term person. But the long-term person could be so focused on what's happening and on their goals that they forget to what some of the pieces might be, and short-term people might remind them. But that's how, when you see your discussions you have as a family go back and forth, I think the most important thing is to recognize that people have preferences. And recognizing those preferences, there's actually four of them. I don't know how much time we have today, but those four preferences, you can look at each other and say, oh, that is why mom does what she does. And so my daughter finally got to the point to say, oh, mother has decided to re- during COVID to redo the entire house. 
Bruh. Well, hey, <laughs> jo- that's where Catherine is, as a matter of fact, redoing the house. Oh, she is. Oh, yep. bless her. <laughs> um, and so, Linda, do you mind if about, I take a quick break about for about a minute and a half, and we'll be no, right back? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll yeah. be we'll be right back with okay. Linda L. Okay. McIsaac, PhD. Yes. Right after this. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin, is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. The topic, family members explain why they do what they do. Linda L. McIsaac, Ph.D., with us. And we're learning a lot today. Let me ask you one thing before we continue, yeah. Linda. It's all right. Uh, you were talking about influences of this, that, and the other thing. I, I explained that I grew up in a very poor yep. neighborhood, very, you know, very, yep. very violent neighborhood, all the rest of it. My father yep. was gone by the time I was 10 years old. I have mm-hmm. six brothers and sisters. But the weird thing about that is, is I cannot work for men. I can only work for women. I, I will work for men, but not for a long time. But I could work for a woman for years. Why? Why? Because it was it because my mother was running the whole house. My father was gone. So do I have a lot easier time working for women than men because of that? No, I, and I know that, you know, the way our mind works uh, is, is, it doesn't change, okay? And I know that we are affected by our environment. And so what will happen is that typically the women that you might be with have some similarities on these four different dichotomies that oh, we're okay. talking about All today, right. okay? And that means you could communicate, build trust with them easier. Uh, and we do know there are some differences in the approach that women and men have, typically if we stereotype a little bit. <laughs> but uh, what we're looking at here in preferences is really trying to understand each other and why we do what we do. Because if you let, are left for your own devices and your home is a family together now during COVID, you you want to pay attention to what your preferences are. And so I'll give you an example. I'm a very uh, introverted, quiet person. And so I want to recharge my batteries. I can't even have music in the background. Uh-huh. Okay, my daughter, on the other hand, is very stimulated with what's in her environment. In fact, she really has her input senses on steroids. And she is calmed by having white noise uh, or a radio, very peaceful, to recharge her battery. And so 
in our environment now in our homes with each other, we have to look at the environment that calms us and that we really need. If you're more outgoing, you typically like to be stimulated by discussion. I prefer to have peace and quiet and once in a while, you know, get out and have discussion. I love sharing with you today. That's a discussion I love. Mm -hmm. But I will go hide away and recharge my battery after today um, because that's just the way I am. I will think and then I will talk. Some people will actually talk first what's ever on their mind and then think about it. And so uh, thinking about our environment now with COVID and we're all together and we know we have different ways that we take in information, uh, it's pretty obvious that, oh, well, maybe we should figure out how to pay attention to Susie because she's different in what she needs in her environment and say, it's okay. It's okay for me to say to you, if you push me with a question right away, I'll say, well, I'll think about it, you know, because I'm a quiet, shy person, and I do want to think about it before I respond. But if you have an aggressive person in your family, and they're more outgoing, and they want a decision right now, well, that's going to make someone uncomfortable that's pushed to make a decision. And that's really the third area I want to talk about is where do you get your energy? Is it from out being stimulated and talking with people and you're going crazy? Uh, if my husband were alive now, uh, he, he would take anyone walking up to the door or to his office as a professor and talk to them for hours. <laughs> I would be totally exhausted. I would shut my door <laughs> and go hide and work on designing something. So we're very different where we get our energy. And when you think about your family right now, all of you, uh, think about which person is more quiet and needs some quiet time versus the person that is more outgoing and does need to interact. And how do we do that when we can't go out to the local restaurant and chat or the local coffee shop? What's funny about that is Andy is a lot like his mother and Alex uh -huh. is a lot like me. Uh-huh. Yeah, we Alex and I never shut up, and Catherine and Andy, it's hard to get them to talk once in a while. Let me put it that way. Uh, Mom can get going. No, Alex, you had a question. No, I didn't. Well, you said you wanted to talk to her about something in, in No, general. I just, no, was excited to hear what she had to say. You no, know, Alex was very excited to hear that you were going to be on today, Linda, because <laughs> it's just, we do have an unusual family. I, it, I'll give you an example of, uh, of the type of family we have. Alex has a daughter who's four and a son who's two. Andy uh -huh. just got married. As a matter of fact, they're both married. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, we were downstairs watching television. We had to go upstairs and have a little dinner with everyone. And uh -huh. so Fawny is the four-year-old's name, and she said, she calls me Bop-Bop. She said, Bop-Bop, would you carry me upstairs? And I said, sure, absolutely. So I'm carrying her up the stairs. And as I'm carrying upstairs, I said, you know, Bop Bop loves you very, very much. And she goes, yeah, I know. She goes, yeah, I know. And I said, well, how do you know? And she said, because you've already told me a hundred million times. <laughs> so there you go. That, but when you guys, no, I'm going to ask this of my, my son and my daughter. Our family's a lot closer than most families, wouldn't you say? Yeah. I'd say so. Yeah. Why, yeah. why do you think that is that we're so much closer than most families are? 
I think if you took these four areas and you actually looked at uh, how many of the four you are similar on, mm-hmm. um, that is important. But I think there's something else, and that is if we are happy and know ourselves, we are most able to be happy and work with other people, okay, and understand them and maybe cut them a little slack and value, respect, and appreciate them. So it starts with the individual and the fact that the environment that you created uh, allows the individuals to be themselves and then to welcome others and love them and support Mm -hmm. them. I think that is a wonderful thing. The whole family idea for, well, first of all, because my I did come from a, a home where my dad was gone. He left, uh, first of all, when I was about seven, came back uh-huh. a short time, and then left again permanently once I turned 10. And I decided right there and then, first of all, I was going to behave uh-huh. and work hard yeah. so I could get out of a very poor neighborhood. And the other thing yep. was, I'm going to meet a woman, and I'm going to have a family, and we're going to love one another, and we're going to stay together forever, and that's just how it is. Luckily for yes. me, it worked out. <laughs> you know? Well, you were, you were very fortunate. And yeah, I, yeah. The thing that bothers me today of the thousands of people we work with is they don't have confidence. And especially in prison and our workforce centers where we work, is that people have had the environment push negative things on them, but not necessarily have they been supported themselves from oh, anyone yeah. or yep. had any help. And so... Uh, I think it's my job, my mission, is to make sure that people understand this technology and uh, that we share this uh, with the world because it's so important that people understand themselves and others and value, respect, and appreciate them. That is a wonderful thing. Toconnectbook.com is how people can reach out to you. Is that correct? Yes, and uh, our mission, again, we are wanting to spread this out. We have a movie we'd like to put together based on our experiences of working with those in workforce centers and prisons and families. We just need to share this information. To Hope is one thing. Now we have more hope in this country, but we also need tools to help us understand ourselves and other people. And we will help anyone that calls us. And uh, we have online assessment, we have the book, and our, our goal is the movie. It is wonderful. Dr. McIsaac, thank you so much for your time today. It was great talking to you. I feel much better about my family now. Now I really like my family. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Take care. Thanks Bye-bye. for the opportunity. Bye-bye. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, again, that's the numeral two, toconnectbook.com. We'll be back. Kristen Burt will be going after me in about three minutes with the family.